I have tapes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pod. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the League Podcast Studio in Upper Arlington, Ohio, I am Diesel, and this is Don't Fear the COVID, and the last week of Don't Fear the COVID at that. Joining me today, all the way from the Warden's Mandatory Mother's Day celebration in Cleveland, Ohio, the pepper pragmatist himself, Chuck is with me. How we doing, Chuck? We're doing well, John. It is crazy that this is this is the final home stretch of don't fear, don't fear the COVID. Don't fear the COVID. It, I think it's. I think we've done all we set out to do and more. This is episode uh, thirty-three now. This is. A, we have to calculate like all the stats for the <laughs> for the final episode this week to be able to like give it out to the people. No, I'd I'd be very interested. You know how many, like. You know, how many, what percentage of the time over these past, whatever it's been, six weeks, have we spent doing just this, you know? Yeah. I think it'd be a truly horrifying number. And I do want to clear the air. It's really no mystery that I am the limiting reagent with these, (laughs) um, that I am the one that has said, maybe we should stop on Friday. This is the reason for that. Not that I don't enjoy doing it. I very much do. This happens every night. Obviously, my entire family is home. Mm-hmm. Is we usually eat dinner, and before dinner, my gets some sort of snarky, like condescending comment of like, "What times you podcast tonight?" <laughs> so I tell people, and I'm like, "Whatever." And then I have to go upstairs and I record, and then afterwards I get bitched at by my mom, Sam, and my and Andrew that I am too loud, uh-huh. and that I'm just complaining the whole time. And every once in a while, like when I scream or something, I get like yelled at. They think that I'm like in trouble. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, Sam just came in saying he might as well be in here. Listen, my voice is powerful. It carries. I can I can get loud if I have to get loud. There is so no that, amount of Sam proofing. Yeah, that's like Sam literally wanted me to purchase those like foam soundproofing tiles and put them in my room. Uh, that, like, that, would, like, that was a conversation we had for longer than we should have. Listen, that might be the next step in this. You know, we've been talking about how we're working our way up to a full sound studio. That might be that's, the next step. That probably is. But yeah, so that cycle just repeats over and over again. And I just get complained at the whole time. And finally, I was like, you know what? Screw it. You people have, have broken me down enough. They have won. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, I, I have enjoyed doing this. I think. I've also I've, made. I've loved that basically it's been for a while now. Let's we'll just read a random Wikipedia article and then recite that article to the people because I just learned stuff too. Yeah, no, it's been honestly like very educational. I think for me, um, I, I have uh, come and gone a couple times now in terms of uh, my actual excitement about doing this. But I have, as a whole, like I think this has been a really fun experiment. And. We did it. Like we were told we couldn't do it. We were yeah. told to stop doing it by multiple people and we kept going. <laughs> we kept going uh, and we're going to get to about th- we're going to get to the 37 episodes in the course of 
however many weeks. We've played by ear. We may have to go 40 and we'll just be like, it was, we were in the desert for 40 days, that type of thing. Like, <laughs> 40, a very important biblical 40, number. 40, yeah, 40 days of anything. Of podcasting. Instead yeah. of the fasting, it's the podcast. We may have to, I think we're going to have to go 40 days now. I think that's what we're going to have to do. Okay, yeah, we could just knock we're out. We're still on home week. stretch because we're technically like, I still have a week left because we're at episode 33. That's seven episodes, which is a little more than a week, but you know. Yeah, we'll do. Because what would that make? Yeah, that make next Monday, I guess, our last episode. I think if my math holds up. But look, I think that we did. I think we did everything that we promised to do. Um, aside from watching porn with Sam, which neither of us want to do. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're glad we dodged that bullet. We're not doing that one. Um, but yeah, no, I think this was. I I do think that even though like uh you know not that many people uh, are uh. Our numbers have kind of dropped off in uh, recent weeks uh, just because, you know, we've been putting these things out so quickly. People will eventually get around to listening to all of them. And I uh, I think they will find that we have just sort of gotten better at it as we've gone along. What would certainly help? <laughs> this is, it's like, uh, you know, it's like podcast boot camp is what we just did to ourselves. Uh-huh. We're, in, we're in like... Uh... It's not it's not taps. What's the like the you know what I'm talking about like the military training when you go to like SEAL camp? Oh yeah. No I, I, it's not called taps, but it's called something else. It's called taps. I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> Are you talking about like the base? No, it's like it's like it's, there's there's like a week or like SEAL Navy SEAL basic training yeah. has like an abbreviation. It's not taps. But it's like a one word like abbreviation. Okay. Abbrevi- like, okay. It's something like that. I don't know what the, I, I can't you. think of what, what the word is, but I, there, there, a thing exists that I'm referencing. <laughs> but enough about that. Yeah, today sure. is today is Mother's Day. Today is and Mother's so let's, Day. Let's start with that, John. What did you do for Mother's Day? So uh, as everyone is aware, I um, don't live in New Jersey and my mother does. Uh, so I pretty much I FaceTimed my parents just a little bit ago. Um, what my sister and I went in on was, uh, I think I've mentioned this to you, Chuck, the book loft, uh, like the bookstore in Columbus, uh, was doing these, uh, mystery boxes where essentially you, yes, just, you did mention that. Yes. Yeah, so it's like you pay, it's like 70 bucks and they just pick out five books for you and you get like a tote bag or a t-shirt or something too. And then they just mail it to you. I got one and my mom saw it, thought it was cool. So we ordered one last Friday. So well over a week ago. Um, it is currently in Pittsburgh. Very much not going to make it on time. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, it's um, like so I Facetimed her, and like you know, my like sister went out and got her flowers and a card too. So it's not like we just didn't do anything. And then yeah. we told her like, hey, yeah, like this thing's coming. It'll be here like tomorrow or Tuesday probably. So just like you know, keep an eye out. Uh, you know, we did at least like get you something and honestly i think we prepared much better than we usually do for things like this but it's just like it took well over a week to arrive which we really couldn't game plan around so yeah uh but chuck what what are your what are your plans for mother's day if you haven't already executed so we've we basically executed all of them so Mm -hmm. typically we go out to brunch we go to we find a restaurant that's serving brunch we go out we let my mom pick it's always always a big thing right obviously during the uh, pandemic here, all the restaurants were closed. Um, yes. 
So we couldn't go out to brunch. And so they're like, what are we going to do for breakfast? And when I was like, we could order brunch. And nobody was looking, no, nobody looked like, no places were looking great for that. And so I was like, aha, I will cook breakfast for oh. everyone. So that was about a week ago. And so the rest of the week became my family and mom bitching to me <laughs> about what my planned menu was. It was this. I was going to make bacon, eggs, and French toast. Yeah. All things I'm very good at making. You are no, good at my, making those. My brother does not like French toast. Had to make pancakes. I'm not good at making pancakes. Okay? It's it, it's the thing. It's tough to screw up pancakes. Yeah. But, like, it's just not something I care about. So it's like, I never have the batter kind of, like, I make pancakes that are edible and they're taste fine. It's just like Aunt Jemima instant pancake mix. Yeah, but it's exactly. not as good as the French toast would be. So that was the whole thing. And then yesterday at dinner, I was like, what time? I was like, what time is breakfast um, tomorrow? And I said to my, every year. We get my mom flowers. Like me, my dad, my brothers go in and get my mom. Like we usually get our dozen multicolored roses for Mother's Mm. Day. We do that every year. And every year they pretend like it's this big surprise. Like (laughs) we're getting, we ask my mom what she wants for Mother's Day. And she says, I just want flowers. We get her the same thing of flowers. It's very, very nice. She loves flowers. But they think it's a big surprise. So at dinner last night, she goes, what time's breakfast? I said to my brother and dad who were in charge of the flowers, what time are you guys going to pick up the flowers? To which they're both like, what flowers? And I'm like, motherfuckers. Everybody knows we're getting her flowers. Like, there's no mystery anymore. They're they pissed at me for ruining the flower surprise. It's not a real surprise. You gotta Even be a Sam, showman. You gotta be a showman. Yeah. But anyway, so Sam's plan, it was the plan was for me and Sam to get up and make breakfast. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I stayed up too late last night. I overslept <laughs> slightly this morning. I woke up to just Andrew and my dad just yelling at me to get up and make breakfast. I woke Sam up. No part of it. Not going to get up to help you make breakfast. <laughs> he's, he's been milking his ear infection thing for like three days now since so he can't help. And my brothers are very famous for this where they will just criticize, but do not ask them to help because they will not offer their help either. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things. Makes sense. So me and my dad made breakfast, uh, pancakes, uh, sausage, sorry, bank, pancakes, bacon, and eggs. It was fine. It was great. Yeah. Yet my – Sam and Andrew just criticized the whole time what we were doing, and they were, you know, doing various things. Um, but we – so we had breakfast. That was fine. And we had uh, – we gave her the flowers, and I had also gotten her – me and Andrew and Sam got her um, a necklace that has our birthstones um, and as we gave her that as well, I had to get her birthstone stuff because she openly tells me that November's birthstone is ugly and she doesn't like it. So I like to <laughs> throw stuff in there because she has to accept it. Wait, what is like, how do you figure out birthstones? I actually don't I, know what mine is. You, you, you Google it and there's like, a, I don't even know what it's called. It's just really ugly, like orange stone that you can just Google birthstones. The only that? one that I know is that April's is diamond. And so it's not the rings That's... aren't very expensive. The rings aren't very expensive and things because they don't have any diamonds in them because none of us birthdays are in April. Um, so like, yeah. yeah. So, so, so we got her a necklace and she liked it, and then we have just been chilling um, all day. And then we're we're about to order dinner, I guess. We're doing that, but yeah. So that's how our Mother's Day um, went. What would yours be? Yours is oh, it's topaz or citrine. Citrine sounds like it would be what it would be. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's citrine, I think. Citrine. Yeah, Mine it's is or- the orange one. The orange, yeah, citrine, citrus, orange. Yeah, that all that all holds. That all makes sense. Yeah. Mine is garnet, apparently. Okay. Huh. That's look at that. That's cool. Whatever. Um. Okay. That that actually that's a pretty involved Mother's Day, given that it is a quarantine and you're all locked inside of a house and can't really do anything. Yeah, but so that's how that's how it went down. That's uh. Well, was she surprised by the flowers at least? She said. I mean, it was there was there was no surprise. <laughs> any any fantasy surprise that existed, I ruined yesterday. <laughs> so. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate sort of the commitment to the bit, I guess, you know, like, why not? What the fuck else does anyone have to do? <laughs> exactly. So I was like, whatever. Like, I don't care about what you fools are doing. I did ask. Um, I asked my parents, like, are you guys doing anything today? Like, you know, like, you know, like, I know you can't go to dinner, but like, you know, you're going to make something special or like order something. And they were just like, nope. Just we're going to uh, sit around and not do shit all day. And I was like, yeah, all right, well, there you go. Up to you. Yeah, uh, far be it for me to criticize. That's essentially what I'm going to be doing all day. So why not? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, um, yeah. I guess Happy Mother's Day to all of our many uh, maternal listeners that we have out there. <laughs> yes, all the many maternal listeners. Oh, I did get, speaking of mothers, actually, Chuck, on my FaceTime call with my parents, I uh, I got, they had a very positive review of Andy's episode. They enjoyed it. Oh, good. They, uh, they did, they were also, uh, they were concerned, they were like, they're like, did, did Charlie have a Bernice Mountain Dog that, like, died or something? That sounded very personal. That sounded like a very, uh... Nope, not a, nope. <laughs> I was like, no, it's entirely hypothetical, just... Yep. All right. Well, uh, well, with that, um, yeah. Once again, happy Mother's Day. But now we're going to move on to a uh, a little segment that Chuck, I, you you can take the lead on this one because I have I have no idea really what we're going to be discussing here. Okay, so I wanted to talk about a man by the name of Iron Mike Tyson, <laughs> one of the one of the all time legends of the game and and most facets of life. Right. Have you seen the videos that have surfaced recently of him doing like, you know, combination stuff with the, with on the pads with the guy? No, I have not. So, a, a video has resurfaced where basically it's a guy. It's Tyson. Like he is not a boxer anymore, but he's still like that's how he works out. He still does like you know, some speed bag, and he'll do like combinations in a ring with a guy with like the pads and the vest and stuff on. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, every like probably like year or so a new video services of Mike Tyson doing something boxing and the same thing comes up and it's like Tyson looks like he could step back in the ring today and kill somebody. Right. And so this time, because everybody's got nothing to do, allegedly he was, I don't think this has been confirmed. It's probably not even true, but he was allegedly offered $20 million to engage in a bare knuckle boxing match with, (sighs) with somebody. So the hypothetical has been, would you, fight Mike Tyson in a bare knuckle boxing match if you split the twenty million like ten million apiece. So that's what I want that's what I wanted to discuss today was how and if we could step into a ring and fight Mike Tyson in a bare knuckle boxing. So a couple things about Tyson. For those yeah. of you that don't know don't know his career. 
Uh, he was the at the time he was the youngest heavyweight, undisputed heavyweight champion, um, in the world. It was 1987, I believe, when he first took the uh, for, took the titles, mm-hmm. and then he lost them uh, to Buster Douglas in the one of the greatest. Technically, the greatest sporting upset of all time. Right. Buster Douglas was a forty-two to one odds long shot to beat Mike Tyson and won. Jesus. Yeah, odds makers. That I mean, unlike statistically, that is, with the exception of uh, until uh, Leicester City won the Premier League, I believe that was the like of that right. ca- up to that point was the greatest upset like of all time from an odds making standpoint. Right, yeah, because the Leicester City one was like that was over a hundred. Yeah, it was like yeah. five thousand to one or something. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> and then there's been like race horses since then have mm-hmm. like a fifty to one long shot won the Kentucky Derby one time. So it's happened like but beyond that, but at the time, by far and away, like one of the biggest upsets of all time. Right. Basically after that fight, they were like it came out that Mike Tyson and his teams like didn't train for the fight. <laughs> he was undisputed heavyweight champion. He was doing this fight to basically get a paycheck in Japan. The fight was in Japan, and then he was going to fight Evander Holyfield. Um, but like after that, that was going to be the big like it was going to be the Wilder Fury fight of like the time. You know, heavy big heavyweight fight. So he loses that, and then when he when he goes to get it back, um, he was going to fight. So what happened was Buster Douglas beat Tyson, became undisputed heavyweight champion. He, he then lost to Evander Holyfield, and Tyson was going to fight Holyfield for the for the title. But then Tyson gets convicted of uh, rape and goes mm. to prison. Uh-huh. Well, he pulled he pulled out of the Holyfield fight the first time for a rib injury, and then Tyson gets convicted of rape and goes to prison. He comes out of prison and gets a couple of the belts back. Uh, it became the first boxer since like Muhammad Ali or one of the few to do it, um, to get titles back after he lost them. And basically from that point on, it was this whole thing of, like, Tyson was all kind of screwed up. Like, it was always a big question of, like, was he trading for the fight? Was he not trading for the fight? Because Tyson's whole thing was always, like, he was a guy where he could be so out of shape, but if he catches you with the right punch, he's going to drop you. He just had that kind of power, you know. He had the Wilder power, Mm, where Wilder caught you with the right punch, you were going to hit the map. Yeah. And so he, he lost uh, like a Vander Holyfield, um, like he bit his ear, and like that whole thing happened. Sure. And then finally, he was going to regain the world heavyweight title at the age of thirty five, but he got knocked out by Lennox Lewis. And the same thing, Tyson should not have been in that fight, but he had the power where if he catches Lennox Lewis with the right punch, he's going to drop him. Yeah. And then a few years after that, he lost to a couple journeymen, and he was basically done. He retired. And so that is Mike Tyson. So people forget that Mike Tyson at the end of his career stunk. Right, like yeah. against people that know how to box, Mike Tyson in 2005 was awful. You know. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he had fallen off quite a bit. Yeah, so he's 53 years old now. So it's basically a question of in bare knuckle boxing, the, the match. I guess I didn't look at the rules, but I guess yeah. basically you have to like there can be no throwing in the towel. Like you have to take a punch and get dropped, get knocked out for the for the match to end. Okay. So it's basically it's can you go in there? And take a couple punches from Tyson and just hit the deck like you died, survive that, and get $10 million. Basically, is it worth it and can you do it? Now, a couple of stats I want to throw out to you, John. Please, yeah. Since 2007, there have been 80 one punch fatalities in the United States. So, fatality isn't 
one punch person's dead before they hit the floor. person dies as a result of a single punch. Okay. They either like rupture their appendix or something happened like that, or they like hit their head or neck or something as they went down to the ground. Something right. like that has happened. So it's happened 80 times. So basically it's can you take probably two punches from Mike Tyson? Because he'll probably hit you again as you're going down. Yeah. <laughs> can you so can you take two or three punches from Tyson and survive? And then what would be your strategy to do so? So okay. first off, yeah. if, this was, if, this was, if this was presented to you, would you, let's say in six months, you got to fight Tyson for $10 million. Okay. Would you do it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. What would, what would be your trading strategy? Because I've got one that I think is, I think I have a whole strategy worked out. My training strategy is as many steroids as I am able to purchase. Okay. Assuming you can't do steroids, you got to trade naturally. Okay, train. Oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm probably, if it's $10 million, I have... I could survive just quitting my job and just working out three times a day, like for several hours a piece, like for six straight months. Mm-hmm. What would be your? Would you try to get just like into like boxing shape and like fight him, or would you try to just like prepare to take the punches? No, I'm trying to. I am trying to develop muscles that are going to keep me physically alive in there. This is <laughs> so my like, entire. My entire yeah. plan is this: is is straight like obliques, mm-hmm. abs, back, only exercise, and then also just put on as much weight as possible, like in my yeah. And my entire strategy is I want to go out with my hands up to protect like my temples because he he can kill you with punches you in the temple. I'm pretty yeah, sure like, you could true. die if he does that. And my whole strategy is this: is, is I'm gonna go out, I'm, I'm gonna throw the first punch. And mm-hmm. open myself up and basically lead him to just clock me in like my ribs. Take that punch and hit the deck like I got shot in the face. That is my entire strategy to do it. And it just and then just go with it and just not get back up and just get TKO'd. That's my yeah, whole that's, strategy for that. Okay, is there a ref? Is my question. No, it's like a real thing. It just mm. yeah, you, you have to take the punch though. There's no like there's no throwing in the towel or like you know, quitting. You have to get knocked out or TKO'd. See, I think I'm probably... I, I have to assume he's just going to come with some sort of uppercut that neither of us is going to be able to block. So I'm I'm working out a lot of neck muscles, I think. Like, as much as you can. See, I think what you get to do, though, is he's going to hit you. Like, what I, this is what I'm worried about, is this. Uh-huh. Is, see, I throw an early punch, and I, I'm just going to open myself up and invite mm-hmm. him to just punch me in the ribs. Like, please, hit me right in the ribs, where I have built up the strength, and hopefully, like, just padding to take that hit, not puncture my kidney, liver, or spleen, and then be okay. You know, it'll hurt. It'll probably break a rib, but, like, I yeah, will survive. Probably, yeah. See, I think I would rather take it in the chin... Because, again, there are too many internal organs down there that could be lacerated. You will shatter your jaw, but you get $10 bucks. You can get your jaw reconstructed. You know? Yeah. Exa- well, again, and, yeah, I'm going to have – yeah, you might break your jaw, but I think oh, – he'll, he'll shatter your jaw if he punches you in the jaw. Well, again, here's the thing, though. The bare-knuckle it's, boxing it's bare knuckles, thing – John. It's, it's, that's going to hurt. It's going to be no, hard. It's going to hurt, but the one thing that I have always heard is that the bare-knuckle boxing thing – Oftentimes leads to guys punching a little bit softer. I don't, not think, like, Mike T- I don't think Mike Tyson would hold back. Not, no, I don't think he's going to hold back. It's a subconscious thing. You know, when you have the gloves on, it's like if you were playing tackle football without pads on, 
you're going to throw your body around just a little bit less haphazardly than if you were wearing a helmet. Because so you're, you still, you're, you're still going to take one of the chin rather than like the ab? Yeah, I don't like, I think it's more likely that he's going to break one of my ribs and that's going to puncture something than it is that he's going to, and even if he does crack my jaw open, yeah, again, like, I can have my jaw wired shut and enjoy my $10 million as I drink a smoothie or something like that. Like, I'll live. This would be my most fearful thing, though, is that, so I go into my strategy, basically, my art, kind of like, you ever see how, like, Kimbo Slice used to, like, approach guys when he fought? Uh... I, I, yeah, but I don't really remember what his that hands is. were up, like, like his shoulders were up, like by his ears. Okay, so basically yeah. he couldn't hit his head. He just leaves entire body open. Yeah. So I'd have some sort of modified strategy like that, which basically like Tyson, <laughs> punch me in the ribs, please. Like hit me there. Just don't knock me in the temple, protecting the temple, like that type of thing. My fear is this: is that he ta- no tags me in the ribs and waits for me to like you know recoil a bit to like yeah you no know, and like instinctually and then just hits you with an absolute haymaker right hook right to the temple and i die okay that's actually a good question though so here's the interesting wrinkle if let's say you know you go into this fight and that's the the deal of like all right 20 million dollars like you split it <clears throat> 10 and 10 if mike tyson kills you does he just take all 20 <laughs> Like is I would he going to so, kill you? It's so like it's so honestly, you basically ha- you have to survive. I, I assume basically at this point because he's a good enough you know he knows how to box actually. Yeah. yeah but okay. he will get he will get one combination on you, like you know some sort of left right or you know left up or or something. Right. You have to survive that because once he hits you and you don't die after that initial combination, that initial punch. You can fall down and just play dead. I am not going to get up off the mat. They're going to they're gonna have to pull me up off the mat on a stretcher for me to move. Like yeah. I am not moving after he hits me. My thing is, I think if Mike Tyson catches me in the jaw or you in the ribs or kidney, he, neither neither of us is getting up. I, I don't think there has to be a lot of play acting that's involved. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, don't even, don't, maybe he misses on the punch, though. Maybe he doesn't get oh, you yeah. cleanly, or does it connect directly to, like, you know, your right, right in your jaw? Maybe he hits you, like, in the, in the, in the clavicle. Shatters your clavicle, but, yeah. like, you know, just hit the deck and die. Uh, yeah, again, I don't think you're going to need, you're not going to need to, uh, convince, like, I don't think I'm going to need to have a coach in my ear just be like, just stay down, buddy. Like, I will be yeah. down. Yeah. But it's a, I think that given six months, I could build up enough, like, ab, oblique, core muscle, and then put on as much weight as I could to just get some padding there. And I'd be able to take mm. that blow better than, like, my jaw or temple, obviously. Yeah. No, I, 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 so I agree with you that it is possible to strengthen, like, yeah, that core area more than, like, there's no, there's nothing you can do to protect your jaw, realistically. No, like, no. I, I'm assuming, like, you know, unless you either... Just, unless you just throw your hands up, and I basically just, like, invite him to punch you straight in the... See, if you go in with your hands up, he's just going to clock you straight in the face. Like, that's what's going to happen. True. That's why I, I, my plan is to throw that initial... Come out there just flailing punches. <laughs> just inv- invite him to just hit me in the ribs, and then I will fall down on the ground and get $10 million. I mean, 
Yeah, no, I, so I, I, I think you have a good point. I also think, yeah, if, if he hits you in the ribs, he's probably knocking the wind out of you so hard. That's what I mean. He's, whatever he hits you, he's going, it's going to hurt. It's, That's how it's going to be. It's going to hurt. He's going to likely break a bone if he makes co- clean contact with one. Yes. And so it's all about just the least likelihood of dying. And I think that the ribs is still my best bet. See, my thing is, because again, yeah, is he probably breaking my jaw or my whatever, like my cheekbone or whatever he catches on my face? Yes. However, that's not going to kill me. I'll get a concussion. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll survive that. Mm. I know I, I know people that have, have like have had like 10 concussions and are, you know, mostly functional human beings. Yeah, and they're only, they're, they're only slightly handicapped now. Exactly. Yeah. No, they're, it's like a charming handicap. Um, and yeah, no, that's... A, a, I I think even if he does break a rib and it punctures something, you probably still survive. Because again, like you're fighting Mike Tyson, it's like there's not going to be medical personnel there. Everyone's going to be ready for you to be dead. Like, the most, I mean, the most famous like uh, probably one punch or punch fatality was was Houdini yeah. that punched his appendix burst. That's not going to happen. I don't think like that. Actually, yeah, I probably would like go to a doctor and just be like, hey. Make triple sure that I don't have appendicitis. <laughs> yeah, can we just triple check that real quick? Like, do whatever you need to do. Make sure that nothing of mine is inflamed in any sense of the word. Yeah, but that's really that's that's what I think it is. I think if I had to, if I gave me six months to like train, I think I could take the combination from Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, no, I think I could. I think I could deal with it again. Yeah, I think I'm like he's also fifty two years old. Like yeah. he's not he's not twenty two year old heavyweight champion of the world Mike Tyson anymore. Like he still can hurt you, but like it's I have to assume he has lost something in the power game. No, yeah, I mean it's virtually impossible not to like moving into like your fifties. Like there's just a level of muscle decay that just happens there, like physiologically. That like even if he's in great shape, which again it seems like he is. You can't keep up that level of fitness like into your fifties. It's just not possible. Yeah. So that that is my uh, that's my strategy though. Is let's just let's let's go let's let's invite Mike Tyson to punch me in the ribs. I think an underrated part of this is that like you walk with ten million dollars and you also were like yeah no Mike Tyson punched me in the face like or the ribs or whatever. Got to fight against Tyson in a second here. Like that's like that's a lot of clout. Like not only are you uh do you have ten million dollars in your bank account now, like now all of a sudden you can like walk around and just be like, Hey, yeah, I uh I fought Mike Tyson for this. Like it, I, I literally fought Mike Tyson for this money. <laughs> like this is not like I didn't win the lottery or something like that, where it's like, you know, I'm assuming rich people like, you know, old money rich people would look down at you. Like I feel like you'd have to carry some amount of respect for having had the former heavyweight champion of the world just kicked the shit out of you for ten million dollars? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can define like kicking the shit out of you. Like I feel like you gotta like go around or try to go around for him to like, actually beat you up. Like him just like destroying you. I think it's like a whole totally different. Like I think it's in a whole different like ballpark. <laughs> Tyson just point. Tyson just demoralized me. That's I think yeah. more like, accurate. Like yeah, a, a, a yeah, it's effectively just a, a moral. And physical victory. And psychological, too, probably. Absolutely. She comes in there with that fucking face tat. And it's just like, I'm, not, I'm Mike Tyson. Uh, 
Funny thing. So obviously, when Tyson yeah. retired, he declared bankruptcy. Like yeah. you know, he was one of the many athletes to have gone bankrupt after they retired. Yeah, well known um, for it. And he is one of those guys where boxers were so obviously boxing was so popular. It's coming back a little bit, but it was so popular in the eighties, probably from like the sixties to like the nineties. Boxing was so popular. You know, mm-hmm. it was incredible. But he is. Because he, because they fought everywhere. They fought in in Europe, in Japan, here. They fought everywhere. He is one of those guys where he has, like, that sort of like international fame. Where like when he goes places, I mean, he gets mobbed because yeah, there's so many like boxing fans everywhere in the world, and it's, they've saying like he's one of the most unique people because he doesn't have the money to like fry private or like do all that stuff. He should be on like you know commercial flights and he just gets mobbed at airports and like shit like that. Cause he's just still so popular, but he doesn't have the money to like, you know, yeah, avoid stay people away from people. Yeah. No. Yeah. And he still has to, he still has to, yeah. Make appearances and stuff probably just to pay the bills. Yeah. And live whatever insane. It doesn't, he has like a bunch of pigeons or something, doesn't he? I, I, I don't know, but yeah, he, he got to do doing something weird. You do that much. Coke, <laughs> you do that much Coke. Like you've got to be a weird guy. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's no way that you survive. Yeah, and again, when you're 22 years old and you start getting handed these ridiculous-sized checks, like... Yeah, when you're just, a, you're just the biggest dude, like, in the world for a stretch there. It was him and Michael Jordan. Like, that's yeah. what it was. It was Mike Tyson and Michael Jordan were the two biggest uh, athletes in the entire world. No, and that's the thing. Like, Jordan and uh, really, I guess, even more so LeBron are, like, the exceptions to the rule. Like in terms of getting a to reach, ton to of money that, to reach that international like fame yeah. and like get that much money and stuff, yeah, and not like collapse like in on yourself essentially like most people do, but yeah, I mean, but it was, I mean, it was he's Mike Tyson is one of the most interesting like characters, sort of similar to Michael Jordan, one of the most interesting people to like follow. Mm-hmm. Or like look at their store because he had like we went to prison, came out with a face tat and started beating people up again. Like it was awesome. I you do have to imagine that like prison would be a relatively like like no one's fucking with Mike Tyson in prison, right? No, no. Like because it's well known you don't want to get into a. Well, here's the, here's the thing: is like even if you're like, oh, I'm gonna beat Mike Tyson up, like I'm in prison too. I'm just as tough as he is. Someone that knows how to fight. It's a whole different, like, you could be huge and don't want to throw a good punch. Someone that knows how to box and fight, they're on a whole different, Yeah, because like, you can't hit them. Well, that's the thing. One of the funny stories was, like, uh, back, I just had to be in the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, I might have told the story before, but Jim Brown and Muhammad Ali were obviously, like, you know, they were both big activists for African Americans. They were very, very mm-hmm. popular. They were friends. And Jim Brown wanted to do a like a celebrity like charity boxing match with Muhammad Ali. He's like, "I'll fight you, and we can." Because Jim Brown was you know a super athlete too. He's like, "Well, yeah. I'll fight you, and we'll raise a bunch of money for charity and whatever cause at the time, whatever like, civil rights group, whatever they were supporting at the time, we'll give a donate to them." And Muhammad Ali was like, "That's not a good idea." And Jim Brown's <laughs> like, "Why?" And said so Muhammad Ali like in like in a suit, like said, "All right, like." Threw a couple punches. And Jim Brown said he threw six punches as hard and as fast as he could and didn't even get close to tagging Muhammad Ali. And he's like, I will kill you in a boxing match. Like, you'll die. Yeah. No, and that's the, like, that's the curveball that, like, yeah, again, you can be 
as physically fit as you want to, but like if you can't hit the guy, what are you going to do? Yeah, and this is whole like people that know how to fight. It's also it's hard to fight. Like to go twelve rounds is oh. ridiculous. Like I mean, it's exhausting. Like again, these guys train for this like these fights for what six months to a year sometimes. Yeah. And by the last round, if it goes that far, like neither guy can hold their hands up. No, and it's basically just like one guy's just trying to like hit him with one to maybe knock him down and get the points. It's like, let's just get out a bit. But it, it, guys that know how to fight are like, I mean, similar to, to like guys that know how to wrestle correctly. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, a little five foot two, like high school wrestler will keep the shit out of you because it'll get you on the ground. And all of a sudden, your legs are behind your head <laughs> and it's like punching you in the ribs. I was like, what the hell happened? Like, no, yeah, that's uh, that's what always has to scare you in terms of like you know, like just those like like relatively unassuming looking MMA guys, just like you know you accidentally bump into them at the bar, and then the next thing you know, like like they could just they have their they have their elbow in your sternum and you're losing consciousness, and it's like yeah, what the exactly. hell happened? Like, and you're just like all of a sudden like I'm sorry, like I didn't I didn't, I didn't mean, mean to, to bump into you. Yeah, <laughs> that that does I have considered that before. Like yeah, like. Because you wouldn't, like, notice them off the bat and, like, intentionally avoid them. Like, you might just bump into them and just, you know, if that guy's having a bad day, you're just going, you're probably going to lose consciousness, which isn't great. I would say, though, it is so cool. Like, Tyson, his first 19 professional matches were all won by knockout. and He was undefeated for forever. Yeah. No, that's- 12 were in the first round. In some of these old fights, the announcers are hilarious. Like he's fighting like a couple, watch a couple fights. Also, there's like a bunch of one punch like knockouts. But he's like walks up to a guy, hits him, and the match is over in ten seconds. It's like up, oh, <laughs> guy Tyson killed a guy. But a couple of them, a guy will be like going out there, he'll be holding his own. He'll be like, it's only a matter of time. Like we'll see how long he can last with Tyson. We don't think he'll get out of the first round. And they're just calling it, and then Tyson would do a combination, hit a guy in the chin, and the guy would drop dead. Like yeah, no, and that's. I cannot imagine being that good at really any one thing, but especially at beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah, well, that's why boxing's are. That's a whole different like ball game. But you have to like you have to be go, go into a match like in no other sport except for like the fighting sports. Mm-hmm. And this is for all fighters. You have to go to a match being like, I am going to try to kill another human being. Like, yeah, essentially, that, that's a different mindset. Like, kill in basketball means a lot different than kill in boxing or UFC, like no, the UFC ones always, cause like boxing, like a guy gets knocked out and usually the, like the other guy just walks away. Like he can tell that he's won. So it's just, well, like, they, and just also like in boxing, like, yeah, they, they might get knocked out, but in like, they're always, they're always standing there at the end for the hands up like thing. And they're always like a whole, they're, they're always, they always show up conscious at the end of the match. Yeah. But the, th- the UFC thing is always crazy to me. Cause usually when somebody gets dropped in UFC, and you see these highlight videos all the time where somebody gets dropped and then goes down to the ground, clearly unconscious. And then the other guy like gets two or three shots in. Yeah. Before the ref has to go over there and physically restrain them from continuing. That's just like, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like the person's it's, it's limp. Out of control. Yeah. They're just, they're dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think I could imagine just showing up to work every day, just being like, yep, somebody's just going to fucking attack me. Yeah, and it's also, it's like a, I remember, I think it was part of my take that an interview with a UFC fighter. Like, you ever have somebody in an arm bar? And he's like, yeah. 
and they're like, what do you do if they don't tap? And he goes, well, if they don't tap, you you got to break it. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm just going to shatter this guy's elbow real quick. Like, well, that's what? The thing. You have to make them believe that you're prepared to break their arm in half. And he's like, they're like, have you ever broken a guy's arm? He's like, one time on accident. I'm like, what on accident? Like. <laughs> uh, th- it's, yeah, it's very, it's impressive, but it's mostly just crazy that that's an actual profession. That's the thing. That's why. That's why I love. Like, why I will pay the money to watch, and to buy and watch fights because to me that is the one thing where it's like I'm not never going to play in the NBA, play another professional sport. But it's like that's just so like alien to me because I've never like it's so hard. I, I can't even fathom how hard it is to like fight and it's just action the whole time. Like mm-hmm. it's one sport we got to be glued to the screen because this fight could be over in one second. Yeah, no, you will never turn on an NBA game and be like, like, oh, yeah, it's like five minutes after tip. Like, let's throw it on and then have it be over. (laughs) That could happen in a boxing match. Like, where you're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, yeah, like, oh, that's right. That started at, like, 5.15. Like, we got to throw that on. And it's just over already. Main event already already ended. (laughs) It's done. Luckily, in boxing and UFC, the main event doesn't go on until, like, four hours after the... uh... The, the the main card starts. So. Yeah, they have four matches that nobody gives a fuck about. That's they're just. And the like, funny thing is, it's always like in USC, it's classic. This is how it's a boxing too, but it's always like, you no, know, it's like the Mayweather, or sorry, the McGregor uh, Cowboy Cerrone fight. That was the main. That was the main event, like the 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 title, or I guess you know the the final fight. But like the four fights before that, like three of them were for like the Bantamweight Championship, like yeah. you know the the welterweight. They're all for like belts, and it's just like yeah. nobody cares. Like, yeah, no one's even in the seats yet. Like, yeah, they're there for for one for thing guy, and one for thing. Guys going to get the belt, like, yeah. No, it's yeah, it's an interesting sport, and yeah, I think it'd be interesting if it made a comeback, like you know, more than already. It's had. on the up and up. I mean, it's. Uh, they were smart. I mean, I guess the reason boxing and UFC died because it went to pay-per-view and it became too difficult to watch them, you know? Mm-hmm. But obviously, I think it's probably you have to thank, like, McGregor and Floyd Mayweather and stuff for is that they were such, like, popular celebrities and athletes that, like, their big fights, especially when they fought each other, like, got people into it. And now people are starting to get back into, like, ESPN has bought a lot of, like, fight rights and stuff it's starting to be more accessible mm-hmm. so hopefully it's gonna make it make a strong comeback i think it'd be interesting if it would you know just so something even more i think that would help football honestly like if people just actually like with their fists punching each other in the face as hard as they can gets popular again you gotta turn back to football and be like oh like what were we so concerned about with this like yeah look at these guys with their equipment on <laughs> their helmets and all that jazz. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So there, there you have it. Uh, Chuck and I would both attempt to fight and let my, uh, let Mike Tyson knock us out for $10 million. Yeah, basically I'll take that risk. I think that I can survive the combination and not have internal bleeding that they can't find or get hit in the temple and die. So I think, I think I can do it. I think my life is worth less than $10 million, probably. Like, you know, if you had to put a number on it, like, and, probably. And, and, you know, we're freaking out because it's Mike Tyson. It could be like that. Like, maybe he's, like, 
stinks now. Maybe he just looks good. He like doesn't have that power. You know. Can you imagine if you like somehow won or like even just got into the second round. Like, yeah. I always that was the thing was like, could you like go around with Ronda Rousey? Oh yeah, it was like chance. And I said, I guess by if I had to try. I would just go turtle, like cover up my neck and head, go to the ground into a ball and just like clench together and hope that she can't, that I can just take the punches and like for stuff for a couple minutes and hope that I can just get through the round. Like, that'd be I can't like try to grapple with her. Like, no, yeah, you got to run or that or just run around the ring away from her. I don't think there's a rule against that. But those, if you got to go, it's gets near you. You just got to turtle. You got to go quick turtle. And just try to hold on, like for the yeah. power long. Try to not give her a limb to to put well, in you, a whatever bar. I I would do Tyson, no question. No, it'd be question. It was like, would you fight Deontay Wilder for ten million dollars in Burma no, boxing? Yeah, he he will actually like evaporate my soul. I think <laughs> he'll punch me in the chest, and my heart will stop. Like, I'm yeah, pretty exactly. Sure. It'll be like yeah, it'll be it'll it'll be like uh, someone. Um, Give me the shock paddles, effectively. Yeah, he's all he, he's just the same thing as Tyson. He's just also like six eight, and it's just like, uh, yeah, he's well, a foot, yeah. he's like a foot taller than Tyson is, like, and in his prime, like, yeah, also in his prime. Like that's a whole other uh, wrinkle to this. That yeah, I would not want to fight. Yeah, for for ten million dollars, Tyson in his prime would actually be a different conversation too. Yeah. Yeah. In his prime, could probably kill an average man, like with a, with a single punch. Exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, probably not risking it when it seems seems that certain. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I think we I think we've covered everything that we needed to on that, Chuck. I I agree. Um. All right. Well, uh, we will uh come back to you guys uh tomorrow with another in our last week ish of episodes. Maybe I'll try get the, I'll try get the dog that we're getting tomorrow to bark or something into the, Ooh, into the microphone. Yeah, we could do an interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I am gonna feature her on my lab meeting on Tuesday, so we'll see how that goes. That's a good call. I think that's a good call. I think that'll win you some real good going away brownie points with all your coworkers. I hope I hope so. Uh alright. Well uh yeah check back here tomorrow for our next episode. But until then, peace. Yeah all of times have come Here but now they're gone Seasons don't feel the reaper Nor do the wind the sun